John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. This is the High Game Podcast. It is pretty high. Yeah, yeah. What do we talk about, John? We talk about guitars and such. That's cool. Yep. Any any <laughs> specific guitars? Uh, sometimes Weedly Weedlies. Oh, great. I yeah. love those kinds. Yeah. They're my fave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where are we recording from? We are recording from a basement in beautiful West Seattle. Yeah. I don't know if it's the summer coming on or what it is, but I think maybe your cats are shedding more. And my eyes are just on fire today. Maybe you're looking to blind me as well. Ed is wearing shorts today for the first time. Yeah. And you've got the Seattle tan going on. Yeah, the super white legs. They have not seen sun in, I don't know, nine months? A long time. Yeah. This is going to be pretty good, Ed, today. You think so? I think it's going to be pretty good. Oh, great. You know why? Uh, No. We have a guest. Oh, really? We do. Who do we got? We got a remote guest all the way from Madison, Wisconsin, and he is breathing heavy into that mic. He might he, he might want to know. Ken Labar in Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, Ken. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Ed. Hey. Ken is a, a good friend of ours. Yep. I have known Ken for a lot of years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know what Ken does, Ed? I do know. Oh. Well, I mean, I think I do. Because we talked briefly before the show started. Yeah. But, Ken you know. is a video director primarily of live concert events. Yeah. You know, the videos you see up on the screens behind the band or that you might watch being streamed live on YouTube or some such. I know about those. Yeah. I've mo- watched a bunch of those. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he does. I love it. Did I describe that accurately, Ken? Yeah, it's all my fault if you don't like it. If I don't have enough close-ups of your favorite guitar player shredding, oh. I'm the guy to blame. Yeah, yeah. Or enough shots of the pedal board or the back line or whatever guitar the guy <laughs> the has. <pedal> board. <laughs> Out of all the directors I work with, there are very few that are musicians. And so I always kind of make a point of, especially if they're guitars in the band, to show the amps, to show the pedals, to show the back line. Because I know there are many of us out there, nerds, who want to know that information, who want to see the stuff 
that people are using. Yeah. You know? That is pretty great. I don't go to a ton of arena-type shows where they have a video crew. I don't go to a ton of those. I don't think I've ever been to a show where I've seen a shot of the pedal board. <laughs> and that is super my jam. I went to Pearl Jam last summer. We went to the home shows. Oh, yeah. And they had uh, probably a GoPro or something on uh, the wah pedal. They did. Oh, no kidding. The director for Pearl Jam is this guy named Blue Leech, who is a legend. He's crazy. He's amazing. He's a Brit. He cut his teeth with R.E.M. before they retired years ago. And oh. he loves oddball cameras in oddball places you know uh. so yeah he's got that shot of like a super wide angle lens low on mike mccready's pedal board yeah so if you want to know when mike's got that wah half cocked you know for that clapton-esque woman tone blue leech is the director who's going to show you when that happens in the song or you know that favorite moment he worked with rem yeah actually that's how he got the gig i ran into him last year actually i was on tour in south america with lcd sound system and by the way this isn't like some humble brag this is who i work with sort of so great sure if anybody's listening and thinks i'm a dickhead <laughs> for name dropping name drop away i'm a dickhead but i'm not a dickhead for name dropping let's just get that straight so i ran into blue and he was out with pearl jam but I always go back to the fact that he worked with R.E.M., which was one of my all-time favorite bands, as John would remember. You know who Ed loves? Who? R.E.M. Oh, my God. Yeah. Long story short, Blue is this guy who got his gig with Pearl Jam thanks to Michael Stipe. Literally, Eddie Vedder calls up Michael Stipe and says, hey, I need a video director who will like get us and understands music and understands like something other than just your basic kind of coverage. And yeah. Michael Stipe said, this guy, Blue Leech, he's a genius. He's worked with everybody. Please take him. And so they did. Right. But I want to ask you how you got into it, your own self, Ken. But first... Beverages. Oh. Ken, have you prepared yourself with a beverage? I have. I'm rocking an iced tea oh. on a beautiful day in Madison, Wisconsin. And that's about as hardcore as I'm going to get. What kind of iced tea is it? It is like... A, hand squeezed from the iced tea tree that Whoa. we have out in the backyard that only grow in this part of Wisconsin. I'm a big fan of the a nice iced tea, but not today. Not today. Oh, no. Coffee. We got coffee, and yep. also, since it's earlier here, mm -hmm. you know, that's how time works. Yeah. We have fresh-squeezed tangerine juice. Oh, oh, wow. It's so good. Try that out, Ed. It's great. Ugh. I've been sitting over here kind of off mic sucking down this tangerine juice and it's, i love it's it it's pretty good we got half a gallon and there's barely any left i'm gonna drink it all john <laughs> i don't give a shit i'm drinking all your tangerine juice let's see if they have a pithy slogan this is a oh. uh, paracone farms mm -hmm. honest to goodness freshness ah who is this Paracone Farms. Paracone. That sounds like one of those, you know, not your butthole and not your balls, the Paracone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the juice taint? <laughs> That's an unfortunate beverage name, but whatever. So if this tangerine juice was a petal, what kind of petal would it be? Oh. Uh, it would probably be a walrus audio... Jupiter Fuzz. Ooh. What do you think about that? It's got like some reds and oranges. Yeah. Ooh. Whoa. That's got That's... some tang. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait. We started going down the Ken path. Yeah. But 
you just made a couple of noises with a guitar, and I realized we have oh, not even talked about the real reason we're here. Is the, this a guitar podcast? The, uh, yes or no? Yes. Okay. I should probably at least make mention, huh? Reference the guitar that we're doing. You know what we have here today, Ed? Kind of I do, but the, not exactly. This is Eddie Van Halen's 1978 Frankenstrat. Uh, it's not the Frankenstrat, but right. it's his because it is made by EVH Designs. Oh, is it? This is called the 78 Eruption, made to look exactly like the first guitar he played when Van Halen was signed. I picture his guitar as the red and black one. And that is this one. Oh, really? He eventually added red to it. Oh. Yeah, but it started out black and white. Oh. Oh, so like the red is just additional stripes over the white and uh, black. Oh, uh-huh. that's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. Give me a taste. A taste. I love Weird Al. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Can I throw something in here? Yeah. So I'm a Van Halen nerd. Nerd. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was the kid on the schoolyard with the striped Nike, you know, shoes that I did myself <laughs> oh, like, that's with Krylon. And uh, this is how much of a nerd I am. John, you just played the riff from Beat It. Funny story. Ed did not play that part on Beat It. Steve Lukather of Toto did. Oh. Ed played the solo on Beat It. Let's go real deep here for a second, okay? Quincy Jones invited Ed in to play that solo. You know where Quincy's from? Where? Seattle. No way. Yep. You got Hendrix and Quincy Jones from Seattle? That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. So Ed essentially got invited in by Quincy and Michael. They didn't pay him. He did it for nothing. Whoa. He did three passes at the solo, and they married together the best of the three passes to make the solo on that song. In my opinion, it's his best solo. Out of everything he's ever done, it distills everything about Edward Van Halen perfectly. Wow. That solo. Is that it? It's the bow, bow, you know, the whole, like, <laughs> you know, his usual sort of thing. All right, that one. Um, yeah. That one. You know, I mean, that guitar that you're playing is crazy. And it should be said that for years, Ed wasn't making striped guitars. Everybody else was making striped guitars. Right. And he struck a deal with Fender, essentially, to consolidate all of his merchandise and all his copyrights with Fender and then created the EVH brand to service that need in the market because he was watching everybody else sort of eat his lunch, you know, Mm. making striped guitars. Ed and Fender essentially took over the market, and hence you get that guitar. By the way, John, how much is that guitar for sale? This guitar new is twelve or 13000 And the Frankenstrat Napakoff was 25000 Here's the difference. They had three levels of this. You have the one that's not relict. Uh, you have this one, which is relict. And then you have the 25000 one, which is also relict. The only difference is you get a thumb drive with it. <laughs> And on the thumb drive is a video of Eddie Van Halen playing the specific guitar you have just purchased. Wow. So you can say, Eddie Van Halen has actually played this. Want to see? Yeah. Huh. It's got to be an interesting experience to play it. We should just jump right in because Ed is noticing that this thing is weird and beat up looking. Do you know how he made this first guitar, Ed? I kind of thought he played Kramer's way back in the day. If you had asked me, gun to my head, uh-huh. what kind of guitar is that, his 78 guitar, I would have said it was a Kramer. Here's what happened. Your kid, yeah. Ed, Eddie okay. Van Halen the kid, yep. has a sound in his head that he wants, mm-hmm. and he wants to make a guitar that will do that. Oh, He, he goes to Boogie Bodies, 
Boogie Bodies. Yeah, a company specializing in making bodies and necks. Okay. Started by a dude up here in Seattle. Oh, like the Warmoth thing. Actually, Warmoth ended up buying them. Oh, sure. Yeah, but the bodies were made up here and shipped down to California. Got it. Where they were sold by uh, our man Charvel. Uh, Have we ever done a Charvel episode? Not yet. We haven't. So young kid Eddie. Yeah. Can we refer to him as Eddie and me as Ed? Can we just agree to do that? Because people have said Ed already and I've gotten confused. And I'm not sure. (laughs) Wait, what was I doing? Yeah, good one, Ken. (laughs) Sorry, dude. (laughs) So he buys the body as a second because it had like all knots in the finish. He paid Mm. mid-70s dollars, 50 bucks. Okay. And he paid 130 bucks for the neck. Okay. Now he's got a body in the neck. What's he going to do with it? You're talking about that guitar. You're I am t- talking about this guitar. Oh. Yeah. This, this, this okay. is an exact replica of what okay. he made when he was a kid. Did he put those eye bolts in it? Yes. Rusty eye bolts in that you can put your strap on and then turn them sideways, and it's kind of a primitive uh, strap lock. That is crazy. Shit's not coming out. He was a hacker. He had a sound in his head. And he created that sound. And he's his own art movement in a way. I think so. You know? He was imagining a kind of blend between Fender and Gibson. Do you notice that this pickup in here, Ed, is crooked? I noticed that it's a humbucker and it's just slightly off. Yeah. It is slightly off for a reason. Yeah. He pulled that humbucker out of a 60s ES335. Oh. And put it in this guitar. But then he realized, oh, shit. The pole pieces, yeah. The spacing between them, yeah, doesn't match because the bridge he pulled off a 1958 Strat. Huh. He had to turn the pickup slightly sideways to get those to line up. He also wax potted the pickup to prevent microphonic feedback. Hey, dipped it in paraffin. Yeah, he got a coffee can and melted some paraffin wax and dipped the pickup in it. The whole pickup? Yeah, that was trial <laughs> and error too. And I guess he just toasted several pickups. Yeah. Uh, the tone circuit in this? Yeah. You notice, Ed? Pickup to volume knob to output jack, period. Perfect. And the volume knob says tone on it. I guess he didn't care. Oh, that's funny. I think that simplicity in the design, just pick up one knob, I yeah. love it. I never fucking use my tone knob. Who needs a tone knob? Come on. What kind of pretentious dude uses that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. People hate me. Like, <laughs> Can I name drop? Yeah, yeah, do it. Okay. When I'm on the road with people, I often have conversations about making music. If I have that kind of relationship with the artist. And one of the best guys I've worked with is James Murphy, LCD Sound System, a New Jersey native like John Kiltica. Yep. And I was once talking to him about this exact thing, about woods and pots. And he just looked at me and he went, None of that has anything to do with making music. Yep. It stopped me dead in my tracks, and I, I went, oh, yeah, I guess that's right. And he goes, none of that has anything to do with making music. Pick up whatever instrument you want and start writing a song. Yep. All the other crap is just marketing to sell you something. Yep. You know? What color is it? Like, <laughs> the color of the guitar plays more a factor in whether or not I want to play that guitar than just about anything else. So... Would you be attracted to a black and white striped guitar? Honestly, I'm not a Van Halen guy. I've never owned a Van Halen album. I think the guitar is actually really cool. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. You want to hear some uh, Van Halen, Ed? Sure. (laughs) 
Yeah. Is this Van Halen? I get up and nothing gets me down. Yeah. You got it tough. Richard Cheese, baby. Yeah, yeah. That is not Richard Cheese. Oh. It's not? That is not. That is our good friends from Stockholm, Sweden, the Leif Norberg Orchestra. Oh. Oh. I I saw one of your demo reels, and you had St. Vincent and, you know, just any number of artists. And I was wondering, how often, if you're at, like, a Lollapalooza, does the artist come to you and, like, here's the specific kind of shots I want and what I'm interested in? It never used to happen, or it very rarely happened. Now, it happens more. Okay. Because streaming is now the way the majority of people see these artists at these festivals. It's like the combination of festivals and webcasts have changed the business, Mm -hmm. you know, because now you can tour just festivals during the summer if you want to. Well, you can go year-round practically right, across the world. But to answer your question directly, most of them come in with an idea, like angles they want, what kind of coverage they want. I worked this year with Childish Gambino, and they already had a director to do the screens that you see yeah. at concerts. They wanted a director for the webcast. Oh, no because kidding. Because those are two separate entities. Huh. Weird. The artists now have gotten savvy to not only how their video production is on site for the punters in the crowd, but also <laughs> for the people at home that are watching it. Did you tell Donald Glover how much Ed Peterson likes the This Is America video? Oh, my God. Did you tell him? I did not tell him that you or anyone else liked it. Okay. I didn't say much to him. Yeah. We didn't have extensive conversations, but I did tell him that he should listen to the High Game podcast <laughs> yeah. and that these guys, Ed and John, are two of the most awesome, honest stand-up dudes I've ever met in the world of musicianship, which is saying a lot. Yeah, stand-up dudes. Stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, guitars. <laughs> oh, so that neck is exactly a replica of what he had on his guitar. It is. Bird's Eye Maple, he sanded it down. Oh, okay. Sanded all the finish off the back. Yeah. And it's wider than normal and thinner than normal. Yeah. It's got jumbo frets that are uh, considered to be, quote, mowed down. So mm. he liked the big, wide frets, but he didn't like how high they were. Yeah. Uh, mowed them down. It is what it sounds like. The way he painted this body, Ed, mm-hmm. he painted it black, painted the whole thing black. Okay. Then he taped it up and repainted white over that. Yep. And then peeled the tape off, and there you have it. Yep. Talk to me about the trim, because Ed is known- Ed Peterson. Ed Peterson is known for his dive-bombing histrionics <laughs> on the whammy bar. No. Yeah. Talk about the hardware on that thing. This trim is from an actual 1958 Strat. Oh. Do you think on these reissues- they only made, what, 30? 30. This 30 is one of, one of only 30 made. Is that actually on the reissue from uh, 59? 58, I believe 50. it is, yeah. It's actual, like, vintage stock. Uh-huh. Whoa. Same with the pickups? Like, they're not... This is a PAF. From the era. Uh-huh. Wow. There is a reason those guitars are as expensive as they are. And they're handmade. Yeah. 
I wonder with this guitar, like, if you held it next to the actual guitar, it's probably identical, right? Well, the actual like, like one the doesn't actual... exist in this iteration anymore. Oh, right, because it's, it's got red. all the red on it, yeah, and yeah. single coils were added. Oh, all all right. kinds of shit was done. Oh, so... Change the trim, put a yeah. locking nut, yeah. yeah. I wonder if that body was routed when he got it. I think it was probably strat-routed. That totally makes sense. If you look at the next iteration of the guitar, the actual red, black, and white called Frankenstrat, he took the pickguard off, so you see what he did and all the routing and all the hacking oh really and one of the characteristics of that guitar which is hilarious is that he actually has the five-way selector switch which he doesn't use stuck in the middle strat cavity you know what ed what he doesn't read music oh my guy i thought he was like trained for whatever he, he reason. was oh but doesn't read it can't he and his brother took classical piano lessons as kids and he was so good he would just like improvise or just mimic what he heard <laughs> teachers thought he was reading he really wasn't huh yeah Edward Ludovic Van Halen. Yeah. Born in Amsterdam. Oh. Did you know that? I did not. 1955. Okay. Yeah. And he's still doing stuff. Eddie? Yeah. Yeah, Eddie's still doing stuff. Yeah. So he owned a guitar before this guitar. He didn't build his first electric, right? I presume that the 58 Strat and the 1960s 335 were his to pull parts off of. Oh, you think so? Yeah, there's plenty of photographic evidence out there. He played everything. Okay. His father is a clarinetist and played in swing bands. One of the things that's very compelling to me in the whole Van Halen catalog up until David Lee Roth leaves, so up through 1984, is the fact that you can hear the influence of their father's big band jazz music music in everything they do because their music swings you bring up the swing so i think we owe it to the viewers Mm -hmm. to set the context yeah (laughs) did you just pull covers of van halen i get up yeah that's pretty swinging huh yeah it is I guess, yeah, it's funny, like, hearing this and then thinking about the original, (laughs) I can actually hear that. Yeah, that's the thing I think most people miss about Van Halen. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Let it go. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. John is actually playing that. What are you doing, John? John! (laughs) John! Oh, go, man, go, go. (laughs) You're taking me to church. Oh, my God. (laughs) What are you doing? I just weedly weedlied. That is, I don't know. I've never seen anything like that from John before. I just erupted. I'm not there with you, but I got to ask, did he make the appropriate guitar face while doing that? His nose was like two inches from the fretboard. (laughs) His eyes had a very panicked look as he was doing it. So that look? No. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Ah. Oh. Are you feeling the love on this one, Ken? Oh, I fucking love this, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know the deep cuts, but their hits are all great. 
even in the uh, Hagar stuff. It's pretty good, right? I'm not going there. Really? God, yeah, no. I'm a firm David Lee Roth up until 1984. That's my era of Van Halen. Nothing against Sam. I think in 85, he was like 50 years old. And he was singing about like going down to the levee with his best girl and sliding down between her knees. And like, and it was this kind of date rapey kind of bro rock. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that wasn't what I was into. And so 84, 85, you were all REM alt yeah. style. I think uh, it's about time to hot seat. Oh, no. Are you in with me on this, Ken? We yeah, got to guess the song. What is it? Uh, we don't know. You'll know the song. You have to tell me who it is. Oh, right. Sure. That's how we play the hot seat. 1984. That's your hint. Oh, God damn Waiting it, on John. a friend by uh, uh, Rolling Stones. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is Jump. This is Jump. Yeah. It is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get oh, yeah. Um, nothing gets me down. Like, like, would I actually know this? You might. Like, like would I know the person? I know the person. Uh, I know who it is. <laughs> is it the Pogues? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I think, oh, this says to camera. Yes. It says to camera. Yes. Wow. Nice pull. Well done, Ken. Yeah, yeah. Hey, John. Yes. Anything else about this guitar you want to tell me? Oh. <laughs> hit, hit, hit me with some pinch harmonics. Oh, yeah. So it's only got the one volume. (laughs) So the tone is what the tone is. And given that it's a PAF, you could do worse. You know what he ain't doing? What? He ain't playing some goddamn hunk of shit Les Paul. (laughs) Virtually everything I do is ironic. So if I had that guitar, I would absolutely have the striped paint job and a complete inability to play anything that you should play with it. That's my game. (laughs) Is this John Mayer? No. (laughs) Who doesn't like acapella, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Bringing it back to this guitar. That's the James Blast Orchestra from Erlangen, Germany. Oh. Off the hit record, you probably all know it, Meister der Musik. Oh, great. I think I saw them open for Rammstein. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The bummer about this guitar to me is that it's built for a collector. Even with the relicking and everything, I don't feel like this guitar is made to be played. Can you imagine spending fifteen dollars to $20,000 on a guitar that is relicked, yet you're too afraid of taking it out and playing it because you might possibly ding it, thereby ruining the value. It is crazy, yeah. And that's a shame because regardless of how it's being marketed or who's going to buy it and what they're going to do with it, it plays well. Yeah. This is an easy guitar to play. Hey, John. Yes. I have drank 18 cups of coffee, and now I'm going upstairs to go pee. I'm back, Ken. Are you back, Ed? I'm back. I got some more coffee. How'd that work out for you, Ed? Everything's cool. I went pee. I got some coffee. Fluids in, fluids out, baby. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Fluids in, fluids out. Yep. Want to hear some more shredding, Ed? Yeah, I do. Wank it. Spank it. Wank it, spank it. Grip it and rip it. God damn it. Is this uh, Bare Naked Ladies? No. (laughs) (laughs) Get up. 
Is this Richard Cheese? No. Is this uh like like oh it's not what's his oh, name? Oh, it's on the tip of his tongue. Michael Bublé? No. Oh, no. I was I was thinking actually like oh, like uh fuck Vegas guy. Um you're, um you're thinking old school. I am. This version's from 2005. I don't know if yeah. that's gonna help. Tony Anka. <laughs> like, what, what did you say? Tony Anka. Like so close. That yeah. was Paul Anka. Oh my God. Paul Anka. Wow. How, how did I? <laughs> so now we need to know if Paul Anka has a brother named Tony. Tony. Wow, look at you. Paul Anka? Yeah. Is Canadian. Oh. Yeah. Oh boy. Who else is Canadian? Anne Murray. Oh, great. Oh. Also a huge Van Halen fan. Really? I'm just assuming. But probably. Yep. I think a thing that a lot of listeners and viewers could do is listen to this whole interview and then go out and listen to an interview of Ryan Johnson, the director of the newer <laughs> Star Wars movies. Ken sounds a lot like Ryan Johnson. Really? Yeah. They're both directors. Oh, He also directed a video for LCD Sound System. Oh, is that true? Off their last album. Wow, weird. You know what I'm going to do this, this week? This week, I am going to deep dive on Van Halen. Are you? I've never listened to a Van Halen album in my life. Maybe it's time. I am in the same boat as Ed. I was never really that guy. Yeah. And so it was actually hysterical and a lot of fun this week to attempt to learn how to play that little bit I played. Monica was just kind of uh, laughing at me all week. Yeah. I was carrying an electric guitar room to room. Like Richie Valens. She's like, what is that? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it's yeah. Van Halen. Luckily, there's a place for all of us in this big world we call guitar playing uh, that's heartwarming i do want to ask ken what's next i've got some other festival stuff coming up i've got Lollapalooza. i've got austin city limits i spent the last year directing nba basketball with the milwaukee bucks i kind of want to go out to the woods out in the middle of nowhere and do a bonnie Vare and uh make my um for martha wherever she may be or whatever at a cabin in the middle of nowhere i'm in okay i'll be there right. our summer's planned Hey, Ken. Yeah. Where do people go to find out more about uh, all this stuff you do? The best place to see is probably Instagram. My Instagram account is roll it, take it, but there are underscores between the roll it and the take it. Instagram is the best place because I can post videos there. Roll underscore it underscore take take underscore it. Yes. Yeah. Roll it, take it. Yep. Right now, this episode is going to drop on Wednesday. Yep. Coming out also on that Wednesday, John and I are giving away a pedal. We're giving away a Old Blood Noise Endeavors Dweller dweller pedal, which is like a phaser delay, a phase repeater thing. So it's got that phaser effect, which actually, you know, like in the Van Halen world, some phaser action. But like with delay built in, so you can get just these crazy like ring modi tones or delay tones yep. or phaser tones kind of stuff so yep. uh and by the you time know, you know listeners who are listening to this episode because it's out right now yeah uh we have announced on instagram who won yeah so congratulations to chris shank yeah congratulations chris shank great that'll be great <laughs> Human yeah. meat bag number yep. five. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, Ken, we got to thank you so much for showing up to this uh, adventure. Dude, so much a pleasure, man. I love you guys. Love the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. So this is uh, the hot game. The tip of the iceberg. Oh, my God. Tip, oh my God. tip of the Van Halen iceberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. of the, yeah, of the yeah. rock 
rock in general. Yeah. If you uh, want to go out, go take a look on uh, Thunder Road Guitars, thunderroadguitars.com, and uh, you can see this Van Halen guitar if you want to buy it. And you should totally do that, right, John? John can't talk. Right. He's staring at the neck. 